Hey Sauna Legan, uh, thank you so much for coming on our podcast called Unconventional. I'm super excited to uh, have you over this platform and I'm excited to know about your journey. So my first question is, uh, what's your story and how did you get to where you are today? First, thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. Uh, that's it, It's a loaded question when I think about what's my story. But I would say that my story is one of truly trying to become your full self. Because growing up, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was nine years old and really didn't know what was right and what was wrong and what people expected of me and what I could control. And so growing up, control was really the overarching issue for me, which eventually led, and this is something I discuss a lot in my artwork, to an eating disorder. And beating that, which is always just a journey, and I'm sure anyone who struggled with that issue knows that, but it really manifested in becoming an artist and becoming a, a full person who wants to dedicate their life to activism and helping others. And I would say that's my story. So what inspired you to uh, get more involved with your art? I would say that for me, art is the ultimate form of communication. It's the, the connection between the artist and the viewer is one that is unlike anything else in the entire world. And especially when you feel like you can't communicate the way that people expect you to. Art is there, always. So what problems did you face when you were pursuing your passion, when you were pursuing activism and getting more involved with the art? Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like, I mean, as a woman and as a young person, no one really wants to listen to you, especially if you're like me and you want to make work that people don't necessarily want to talk about. Like when I was in eighth grade, I was making uh, art about teenage suicide in young girls or about menstruation rights or about eating disorders or about cosmetic surgery. And people really didn't want to talk about that. And I would actually get a lot of the time my own art mansplained back to me by people, which was just ridiculous. And so I think that being comfortable being heard is a big thing for anyone who is struggles with low self-confidence or not being sure of themselves. And then to also have everyone else around you doubt you is even worse. It's very courageous of you that even though you're facing so many problems, you're, you're determined to work on your passion, to go ahead. That's really courageous of you. Oh, thank you. So what do you want to be known for? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? What do you want to be known for? I want to be known for just... <laughs> helping honestly and I've known that that was my life's purpose since I was very young was just I want to help people 
it's really, it's that simple. And that can be one person who feels affected by my art, or that can be thousands of people that I'm able to, in some form, just make their lives a little easier. So who are your current and past mentors and what impact did they have on your life? I love a good mentor. I really do. <laughs> uh, I would say that I've had so many mentors in my life uh, and that can take the place of people I've known personally or people I've never met. I mean, obviously, top mentor is always going to be my family, always going to be my mom, my sister, my dad, and looking to them for advice. Uh, I also have had so many amazing art teachers who have guided me and just people who believed in me. I think, like, like obviously that's a very stereotypical answer, but the truth is the power of having someone believe in you, whether it's in the form of someone older or your friend or your teacher, it's the most amazing feeling. And then when it comes to artists that have inspired me, I love Yinka Shonabare with my whole heart. If you don't know his work, please check it out. It's incredible. And obviously Judy Chicago, because the dinner party is my favorite art piece in the world. <laughs> so what's the career highlight you're most proud of? I would say the what I'm most proud of is being able to know my work has helped someone. I was... Uh, in the Presidential Scholars Program and in Washington, D.C. And having my work up in the Kennedy Center was already such an amazing experience. But I actually had someone come up to me and tell me that my work had helped them. And that was just the most amazing experience to have someone come up to me at what should be the greatest honor I've received, but actually have them expressing the effect that my work has had on them, that that actually became the greatest honor of my life. So how would your 10-year-old self react to what you're doing right now? My 10-year-old self would probably just pass out, honestly, <laughs> from disbelief. Uh, I feel like, because art is very... It's very vulnerable and actually putting yourself out there and saying, this is what I believe in and this is what I want you to know is very daunting. And that was something that I really had to learn, especially as an activist artist and saying, this is what matters to me and this is what needs fixing and you need to help with that. Just takes so much courage. And that's something that I, it's been a long journey to get to that point of being comfortable and so that, I would say that that is probably what my 10-year-old self would look at and go, how in the, what? How? <laughs> okay. So what's your definition of success? My definition of success, I think that success is not a actual tangible thing. I believe it's a state of mind and a personal experience because I know what will make me feel successful. I already, I already feel successful. Being able to wake up each day and be with my loved ones and be able to do what I love and 
be able to interact with my community, that's being successful. But it, success can't be measured by any achievements. So what advice would you give to the young generation who want to start or create something unconventional or get involved with the art as you were saying? Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Honestly, the world needs young people more than anything. I mean, if you look at the current state of our government, it is run by old, out-of-touch people who don't understand what's important. And the world is going to be... it's going to be put into the hands of the younger generation. And the more rambunctious, the more passionate and powerful and dedicated we can be is what the world needs. And so if you want to create the craziest thing you can think of, absolutely do it. It will only help your growth as a person. It will only help the people around you. I think that so much of life is stopped or stalled by being scared. And obviously this is easier said than done, but to take that first step means everything. So just do it. <laughs> I'm so touched by your determination. I can feel it in your voice actually. So who do you admire most in the world? Oh, the most in the world. I'm trying to think if I want to give a stereotypical answer or a personal one. I, I think I'll give both. I think Michelle Obama is just the dream person. I'm absolutely obsessed with her on every level. Uh, on a personal, on a personal note, I would say my sister definitely, love of my life. <laughs> So if you could go back to any time in history, where would you go? Ooh, I would go probably to 1920 and be able to participate in the suffragette movement, which is obviously there's that's a, it's a whole layered movement with a lot of issues, but being able to be there for when women got the right to vote be able to witness that change in history would be absolutely incredible so given the choice of anyone in the world whom would you want as a dinner guest i would want i'm trying to realize i want someone from pop culture or someone from my activists pursuits. Can I just say Michelle Obama again? I really do love her. I want to I want to eat some spaghetti with Michelle Obama. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> so, would you like to be famous in what way? I would like I'm not sure if I would like to be famous, but I would like to be known. I'm not sure if there's a difference but there is for me. I want to be remembered. I mean, I think everyone wants to be remembered for their achievements. I want to be able to I mean, I want to be able to achieve something that I will be remembered in the first place. But as for fame, I think there's a lot that is traded when one person becomes famous and I'm not sure if I'm ready to give those things up. But I for sure want to be remembered for the things that I have done. That's a very good thought process. If we could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability what would it be 
I would probably want to care less of what other people think. I think that's a big one. Or, and just be able to believe in myself a little more. I think that's kind of what everyone needs a little bit. We all need a second opinion or just knowing that someone thinks that what we're doing is right or the right thing. And I think the ability to be able to just be sure of yourself is what probably what I admire most in a person. And so being able to have that ability would just be really great. <laughs> so how do you feel your performance? Ooh, well, I mean, obviously right now during quarantine, everything that used to feel my performance is kind of on break right now. I would say I'm an extroverted person, absolutely, and also a very passionate person. And so when I know what I want to make art about, I kind of just know it. It just really comes to me. I'll hear an issue or I'll research a, a current injustice and I'll just, the thought will just come to me being like, this needs art. Art needs to be made about this. I want to do something about this and I won't be able to stop till it's done. And being able to interact with the people around me and my community and learn what they think is a problem or see people that I want to make art about and or have amazing lives and experiences and I just want it all to become part of my artistic experience. But right now, obviously, interacting with people is a little harder to do. So I am saying definitely just looking at the state of the world is always fuels my art and my creative expression. So your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? I would say nothing. <laughs> oh no. I as long as I my family's okay, I'm all right. I think that tangible objects obviously we have deep emotional attachment to them, but there's I, I remember reading The Little Prince when I was a kid and they say that everything essential you cannot see it. I'm obviously butchering that quote very much so, but I've always tried to live my life that way. It's a little Marie Kondo, but not really because I'm also like so messy, but <laughs> of being able to know that everything you need is in your heart and is in your feelings and is in your state of mind. You wouldn't be saving your art books? Oh, uh, I would say I don't have any of my artworks in my house. Those are in my studio. So that's a, just a fun loophole. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about your favorite sketches or something like that? Nothing is there at your home. Wow, that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> I would say that, that honestly, my sketches are a little embarrassing. I'm, I can just do more sketches. That's the great thing about art. You can always just make more art. I would maybe, you know what? No, I would actually, maybe I would save my first art project that I'm proud of which are my uh corsets that i made they represent uh women's issues and how society confines them both historically and metaphorically so maybe those i'll modify the answer so i'll save the corsets <laughs> so what's but while knowing that what's important is <laughs> invisible to the eye i'll stay i'll stick to 
to both answers. <laughs> okay. So what's your process of uh, making an art? Like how do you proceed with it? Does the idea come to you or do you sit down and think about it? Ki what should I make on a canvas today? I think that being in art school and then being a working artist are two very different experiences because obviously in art school they sit you down and they're like do this this is your project you have one week to finish it and that's not really how I like to rock and roll I I like spending 7 months on a project I love detail I love all of it but I would say that when it comes to creating a piece that I want to talk about that I care about it really it comes from my own experience always i don't want to tell someone else's story it's not my place to tell someone else's story i only know my own experiences and i only know my own voice so i really that's why i feel like my art is just so incredibly personal to me and that's why i think that i'm able to interact with my audience on a very personal level because every issue that i discuss in my art i can relate to and i think that makes art so much more powerful when the artist truly understands what they're saying and so that's why when i create art i'm not going to say it just comes to me because i feel like that's a very like pretentious response but it definitely comes from within me i'll say because i have to communicate i have to express what i'm feeling otherwise you know i'll blow up and art is just the way i've chosen to do that so like writers have uh, their creativity block do artists also face same kind of a problem i'm just curious yes oh my god yes i'm i'm going through one right now <laughs> so how are you dealing with I... it sorry so how are you dealing with it it's hard definitely uh because i definitely have so much of my own personal sense of self associated with my artistic practice and so not being able to make art kind of feels like not being able to breathe a little bit and but you have to trust the process that's something that i've always told myself that just really keeps me going is that one day at a time and i know that i can make art that's something i know i can do and i know that it'll the clouds will part and so i keep on trying to make art like using every ounce i can and then sometimes it looks good sometimes it doesn't and when it doesn't i feel sad but then i try again and that time maybe it'll look a little better and so that's really the way i get out of artistic block is just by continuously trying until i make a little more progress that's so nice but you're not giving up and you're just going with the flow that's yes i mean it's all we can do quality. not everybody has it so yeah <laughs> so what are your thoughts in this quarantine and covid-19 and how are you coping up with this changes oh i'm coping so badly <laughs> and i think it takes a lot of like people are very afraid to say that but it's true i mean these times are completely out of the like no one could imagine this and the reality of the situation and i really feel like all the i use a lot of coping mechanisms that's kind of my thing uh i use them to kind of not like 
experience my usual anxiety or, or depression. I really, I try to be productive. That's a really big one. And I try to interact with as many people as possible and really be involved in my community. And obviously with everything that's going on, those coping mechanisms have kind of disappeared. And so I really feel like I've lost a sense of self that I'm used to having. And so trying to find those has been really difficult as I'm sure it's been for everyone and trying to know what to do next. I mean, obviously we're in an issue where we don't have control and that's always the biggest trigger for everyone. And so trying to keep your head above water and learn what works for you. Cause the truth is it's different. I mean, I'm sure you've seen these articles and they're like how to not go crazy during quarantine. You gotta keep a routine. That's always the one to keep hearing. Like you gotta have a routine. You gotta like get a project. And you're going like, to think positive. Those three things do not work for me at all. In fact, they maybe go even crazier. And learning that is, was like, oh, no, because this is what everyone's telling me to do, and it doesn't work for me. So what does that mean? And so having to find my own new coping mechanisms has definitely been a very arduous process, but always worth it. So what do next three to six months hold for you? Well, obviously everything has changed with the current situation, but I am looking forward to creating new art in the next six months that represents the new person I am becoming because of all the current situations. Hopefully I'll be back at school in the fall, but maybe remotely, who knows? So I'm really keeping an open mind. I think everything normal has kind of been put off the table at this point. So we'll see. Okay. So thank you so much. Uh, it was this was a really very open-minded conversation and everything. So thank you so much thank for you. giving me this opportunity to talk with you. I hope you achieve all your goals and aspirations and become a great artist. And we have good comments for your exhibition. And I hope I can buy some art. <laughs> so, oh, yes, please, please. If you want to buy art, DM me and yeah. we'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Thank you so much. Thank you.